Are you a seagull? Albert Ellis, a cognitive therapist cited by the American Psychological Association in 2003 as the second most influential psychologist in the 20th century, used to argue that most people had strong tendencies to be like seagulls. As a psychotherapist, he was quite unusual in his methods and often did and said seemingly extreme things in order to make a point or to help his clients remember key things. And humour was a regular tool. Most people are like seagulls, he'd say. They go around shudding all over the place. They hold on to crazy ideas about the world and mess themselves and others up. They say stupid things like, he should do that, or she shouldn't do that, or that shouldn't happen. But why should he do that? And why shouldn't she do that? And why shouldn't that happen? There's no universal law written into the fabric of the universe saying that there should be a parking space waiting for me every time I drive into town or that my partner should do exactly as I think. And if there isn't a law saying that these things should happen, why do I make myself upset when they don't by telling myself that they should? It's crazy. And if you go on saying that, you are making yourself crazy. I don't have to like the things that are happening, but to go on saying that they should not is just plain mad. In the first century CE, a philosopher called Epictetus taught that the problems that most people have is not what happens to them, but how they interpret what happens to them. Ellis took the cornerstone of Epictetus, men are not moved by things but by the views which they take of them, and turned it into a seagull for a 20th century audience. What gave these views particular authority was that Epictetus had been a slave who had later gained his freedom. It was while he was suffering the indignity of slavery, the loss of rights and possessions, and subject to the capricious whims of others dictating the circumstances of his life, that he learned that the secret of happiness, or mental health, was to focus on what he could control, not on what he could not control. He had very little control of events or what other people did, but he did, have, he did have control of his thinking and of his interpretation of events. He had choice. Epictetus could become stressed and depressed by repeatedly saying, my master should not treat me in that way. Or he could reframe it in a more realistic way and say, I did not like what my master did and I did not have to like it, but there is no reason why he shouldn't do it. He is an individual and can make choices. I do not like his choices, but there is no reason why he should not make them. I am not responsible for him or controlling him. He is responsible for himself and I am responsible for myself. By finding a way of accepting what he could not control and at the same time allowing himself not to like it, he reduced the internal stress and pain. Albert Ellis went on to develop these and other ideas into rational emotive behaviour therapy, therapy, REBT, a branch of cognitive behaviour therapy, CBT, which has become so influential and recognised as being clinically effective in recent years. Our thoughts influence how we feel, 
and what we do. And these three points of the triangle, thinking, feeling, behaving, are interlinked. And if we change one or more, we can have an influence on the others. Back to the seagull. Ellis wanted to use the seagull to help us remember that we do say some crazy things to ourselves and the shoulds are some of the most illogical. By repeating the crazy things, we risk making the things that happen or don't happen to us become dysfunctional for us in some way. Somebody not behaving in a way that we think they should moves from being unpleasant into becoming something really stressful or depressing feeling and this could in turn lead to dysfunctional behaviour. We lose our temper and row with the person or we withdraw. And by the time we've done this we've set up a downward spiral leading to more shoulds and more dysfunction. Ellis would never argue that we should not feel upset about unpleasantness. Most of us are normal human beings with a healthy emotional system. If something unpleasant happens, we hurt. Not to feel that pain would mean that we were either dead or psychotic. Feeling some pain, some stress, some depression is normal and a sign that our mental states are healthy. But what drives that pain over the edge for us is the mistaken belief that others or events should happen in a certain way and that we are somehow responsible for making them happen. When we try to do that, rather than accept the capriciousness of life and of events and people, we become seagulls and start the crazy shoulding, and we move our internal pain beyond the healthy and normal into the dysfunctional. If your partner, your child, your colleague is doing something that causes you pain, remember that pain is not a sign that you're going mad, but rather that you're healthy. But if you find that despite having tried to talk with them about it in a reasonable way and express your feelings, you still cannot let the thing go, remember the seagull. Seagulls cause mess. They should all over the place. If your feelings are becoming abnormally strong, if you cannot find a way of acceptance, you're almost certainly shoulding. First, find the should statement. He shouldn't be doing that. Second, remind yourself of the absurdity of your thinking. There's no reason whatsoever why he should do that if he doesn't why he shouldn't do that if he doesn't want to. Remind yourself, third, that you do not have to like what's happening. Fourth, remind yourself that the other person, not you, is responsible for what's happening. It's their choice. Your responsibility is to choose how you interpret it. And you could choose to reject the absurdity of the shoulds and find a better way. Fifth, replace the should with something more true and more functional. I don't like what he's doing, but it's okay to feel pain. And it's okay to tell him that I do not like what he's doing. I do not want him to do what he's doing. And I can do all that's within my legitimate power to stop it. But I can keep the pain and stress and depression at a normal level by letting go, by accepting that he has power to control this, not me. I do not want things to happen and want things to go my way, but there's no law written into the fabric of the universe that says I always have to get what I want. That would just be childish and stupid. I can learn to live with the pain of not getting what I want here. 
seagulls just cause mess everywhere.